My thoughts on racism. Lately, I've been thinking about how some people label and judge others according to their skin color. It shocks me that the human race has allowed things like the Aryan Nation, the KKK, or other white supremacist groups to even exist. This should be alarming to all of us in the year 2019. The fact that there have been marches in our American cities by these kinds of people, most notably in Charlottesville. There doesn't seem to be enough moral pushback against these events, and sometimes it feels like the bad and corrupt are winning the game. The vulgar are winning. When I was a very young child, perhaps six or seven, I remember my mom talking to me about the golden rule, which means to treat others as you wish to be treated. Give others the respect you yourself want to be treated with. If this simple rule, one that an elementary school student could understand, would be followed, just imagine what kind of world there would be. What kind of world would we be living in right now? There would be no wars, perhaps even no need for police and maybe a better quality of life for everybody. If one looks up the definition of racism online, one finds that it's the belief that all members of each race possess characteristics or abilities specific to that race, especially so as to distinguish it inferior or superior to another race or races. A preposterous idea, really. In elementary school, we learned that you cannot judge a book by its cover and that there are many ways to be good at something or intelligent at something. There are people who are good at art, people good at music, people good at being accountants, people interested in science or matters of the heart. The list goes on and on and on. For someone to say that there is an overall superiority that can be achieved through race is close to insane. Remember Martin Luther King Jr.'s words about living in a colorless society? where there's no con- or less concern about the color of one's skin versus the content of their character. It does bother me that there is a whole throng of people out there who follow President Trump and seem to be believing everything he says. He's a man who denounces Mexican immigrants as thieves, murderers, and drug lords. He's a man who really doesn't care about the moral example he's not setting for the nation's young people, no matter their race. He's a man who embraces the leaders of North Korea and Russia but who puts children crossing the border in internment camps. Over the past few years, I've been making more friends and some really good friends who are Afro-American. I empathize and resonate with their daily struggles, their guttural reactions to police brutality in the big cities, the marches by pro-white groups, the looks and stares they get when interacting in Caucasian circles and even the subtle remarks they witness revealing conscious or unconscious racism. And then there's institutional racism, and that's a totally different thing and a more abstract issue. I've been really trying to get in touch with these struggles lately to truly learn of the ability to walk in their shoes, to rise above my own apparent white male privilege. The challenge is to get outside of myself and to learn how to better walk in another's moccasins for a while to achieve the true empathy and understanding. I hear all kinds of of disturbing things in the news these days about the behavior of so-called adults who apparently don't understand or don't want to understand the golden rule. There was a story recently about a teacher in a school parking lot who clashed with an Afro-American after a minor car accident. The teacher's mad rant was all caught on a cell phone and shared to millions on YouTube. There are such scuffles witnessed at restaurants, airports, and yes, even churches and libraries. What is wrong with us anyway? 
There was rhetoric at presidential rallies telling congresswomen who were born in other countries to go back to where they belong. Angry people stopping their feet, raising their voices, holding vulgar signs. When will it all end? And when will we start treating each other better with more respect? Well, a couple of years ago, hundreds of people carried torches in Charlottesville, those preoccupied with preserving the white race at all costs and preaching violence against other people because of their skin color. It frankly makes me embarrassed and sad to be a white man. There are the great leaders and articulators, leaders of the people and motivators of the heart to fight these dark forces, but where are they? Where is the anger? Where is the emotion? There are the talking heads with no emotion arguing past each other on the news channels over and over and over again. Almost no politicians taking the lead on the politically risky or politically hot topics like this one. Not even people taking a stand for what is right. I feel ashamed to live in a nation where its president, when asked about the horror in Charlottesville, says, well, he understands both sides, and then changing the subject. I want more from a leader. Somehow the American people have to wake up from their entertainment-saturated TV shows, movies, and video games, and their I-got-mine mindset to see evil for what it truly is. We need big-time leaders now more than ever, like Martin Luther King Jr. King experienced extreme forms of racism from an early age, and those experiences stayed with and eventually brought him to a life of activism. After graduating college with a doctoral degree in theology, King embraced the challenge of being a pastor in Alabama. King was a leader in a series of peaceful protests in the South that eventually changed many laws dealing with the equality of African Americans. King gave hundreds of monumentally moving speeches across the USA and in 1964 was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. In 1968, he was murdered by someone who didn't understand him. King told us, quote, I have a dream that for my four little children, they will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream today. I have a dream that one day down in Alabama with its vicious racists, with governor having his lips dripped with the words of interposition and nullification, one day right there in Alabama, little black boys and little black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and little white girls as sisters and brothers. I have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out to the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal. So here is to believing that the arc of the moral universe bends toward justice. Here is to believing that the millennials will get us out of this present mess we're in, and it's quite a mess. We'll all face significant challenges today and tomorrow, but let Martin Luther King Jr.'s courage live on in each of our hearts as we strive to conceive of and to create a better tomorrow.